This episode of Another Great Day is brought to you by Zebras, crime-loving horses. It's Thursday, October 19th. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> stop, is stop that because, the show. Is that because criminals in the olden days had, like, pajama-striped? Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. This is cartoon criminals in jail had striped onesies, Kind of, no, pants and a hat. And sh- pants and a hat. Shirt. So that's the connection to the zebras. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. That's a, that's a stretch that I would make. <laughs> This is a Chris Taylor kind of con- connection. Right, That's regret. a juncture that Chris would have done. Ooh, good usage of the word of the week. Well, I regret nothing, Chris, and I say... Don't. Let's go forward. Let's keep it going. It's Thursday, October 19th, 2023. I'm Aaron, and this is my crime-loving, striped, pajama-wearing wait, wait, horse no, no. zebra. <laughs> I do not, love, do not love crime. He doesn't love crime. It's not true. Yeah, Chris, you're not a horse or a crime lover. What are you? I'm a human. Okay. Podcaster. Oh, there he is. Well, Chris, it's so good to have you here on another great day. The podcast designed to encourage interaction, creativity, and conversation. You know, our creative, intentional conversation about zebras, zebra horses. um, (laughs) (laughs) Zebras are not horses. They're not? As far as I know. Oh. They're separate. Oh, no. I've made a fool of myself on the podcast. Oh, it's okay. Do they not actually rob banks? They do not actually rob banks. This is going from bad to worse, Chris. Yeah. So you're telling me raccoons who wear masks and do crimes and zebras <laughs> who wear prisoner outfits they're, and do crimes are actually for the crimes. doing crimes together? No, no, none of them are. Unless they're in the movie Madagascar. Well, this is news to me, Chris. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on here. Today's segment is Born This Day, Dead This Day. Everybody um, who is alive was once born, and everybody who is alive will eventually pass away. There is a 100% mortality rate for humans. So we're going to talk about some people who were born this day and some people who died this day. Chris, do you want to talk about the dead this day and I'll do the born this day? Uh, sure. Okay, cool. Born this day, was, uh, 1962, was Evander Holyfield. Do you guys know who Evander Holyfield is? You might, you might not. He is a famous American boxer. And really, the only reason I knew him is because during a big fight, a boxing match, with Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson bit his ear. Do you remember that in the news when oh, we were yeah, kids? Yeah, I do remember that. That's how I remember Evander Holyfield. So, now for dead this day, what you got? Um, a person named Jonathan Swift in 1745. Oh, yes, the great-great-great-grandfather of Taylor Swift. Not really. <laughs> no. 18th century essayist, poet, and pamphleteer Jonathan Swift is remembered for his iconic works such as A Tale of a Tub, A Ma's Proposal, and Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels? That's the one I know. I don't know those other ones. Tale of a Tub sounds pretty cool. In school at some point, you will probably study A Ma's Proposal, and it'll be very interesting. Uh, I'll leave it at that Okay. for the young people. Interesting. Because it's quite interesting. One of the world's greatest satirists, 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 maybe satirist, a person who does satire, yeah, which is kind of uh, a little bit of poking fun at this normal situation, right? A little sarcasm, a little humor. He gave rise to the deadpan Swiftian style. Oh, he had also been the dean of the St. Patrick's Cathedral. Well, how about that? That's really neat. 
So there you go. Evander Holyfield and Jonathan Swift, born this day, dead this day. And that will bring us to this day in history. This day in history is going to take us back in the Wayback Machine to the year 1985. <clears throat> Chris, that was a great year. You know why? I have two reasons, I think, oh, right off the top of my reasons. head. Because I was born that year. You were born if, that year? And if I know anything about you, you were born that year. I was year. also born in that year. Yes, let's hear it for 1985. Well, folks, Something else was born that year. Uh, speaking of things that were born that year, the very first Blockbuster Video Rental Store opens October 19th. Now, hold on. What is Video Rental? Well, Chris. Wait, wait, wait. What is a store? <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Explanation Man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So there are these places. There were these places. and You'd leave your house. You'd, you'd drive in your car to a building. Okay. And it would have a blue and yellow torn movie ticket logo sign that said Blockbuster Video. You'd open the glass doors and walk inside. And if it was a Friday, that place It'd make was... noises like this. It'd go, <laughs> as if it were the special place yes. where all fun was had. Yes, very sparkly, very glittery. But you'd walk in, and if it was a Friday after school or a Friday afternoon or evening, it was it was a hustling and bustling place. Smell like Mountain Dew, There was popcorn. a billion people there. And what you would do is you'd go in, and they'd have walls and, and, and bookshelves, basically, full of of movies that so, you could rent. Like a library. But a movie library. How would you get a movie onto a book? You have to put it on a cassette, VHS cassette, which you guys might have never seen one of these. Well, or a DVD. A d- or a Blu-ray. And you're just short you're, amount you're of just time, saying letters. HD <laughs> DVD. You're just saying letters. I Are you saying there was other ways to watch movies besides watching it on my phone or my TV? Just, besides just streaming? magically happening. The air magic movie? Magic air movies? Yes. Back in the day, you had to actually go rent, and that's what Blockbuster did. They rented. So for three days, you could pay $5 Five. to rent this plastic rectangular shell device. I'm trying to think of something that is similar to this. inside of it. So there was actually like tape inside of it. And on that tape, the movie was imprinted. And you would put that cassette, which is what we call in VHS cassette, you'd slide it into a VCR. Okay. Like a, a cable TV box? Almost like, imagine putting ink in a printer, but it's much <laughs> bigger. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this if you've never seen one. You should look it up. It's really okay, okay. interesting. This most similar thing that we still have would be an Xbox or PlayStation or or Nintendo Wii. Okay, yes. You still put a small, you can put a small like card or disc into some of these video game consoles. Yes, that's true. So that's true. not everything is downloaded. Some lots of things are now. Mm-hmm. But- we used to have to have a special device, a box, a mechanical electronic box where you put a another thing that you would go get from the store. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, a cartridge, a cassette. I, I got one. What is it? What Imagine putting toast in a toaster. There you go. That's toast like in putting, a toaster. That was like putting a VHS into a VCR and then the wire connected to the TV and you press the play button. And it would play the movie. And fun fact, when you were done, you had to press rewind Be kind, to reverse rewind. all of the tape. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's right. At Blockbuster, they would put on the on the case, "Be kind, rewind," because you had. I think they did they charge you a fee if you didn't rewind it. Um, I don't think so. I think it was just the right thing to do. But check this out. So we we went on a rabbit trail there. But here we go. October nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. The first Blockbuster video rental store opens in Dallas, Texas, our hometown, at a place when most video stores were small scale operations featuring a limited selection of titles. Blockbuster opened with some 8,000 tapes displayed on shelves around the store and a computerized checkout process. The first store was a success, and Blockbuster expanded rapidly, eventually becoming one of the world's largest providers of in-home movies and video game entertainment, before eventually filing for bankruptcy in 2010. One last thing about this this idea, this, this Blockbuster movie-watching Thing. Netflix started off as a DVD rental for, through the mail. That's right. I forgot about that. So Netflix began, you would sign up, yeah, and they would send you a package with a plastic disc that you'd put into your player beneath your TV, hit the mm-hmm. play button, like Blockbuster was doing. And then eventually Netflix had the streaming online service yes, where you'd watch it from a app on your TV. Yeah, I think that was the final nail in the coffin. And that is how the the story of Blockbuster. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our podcast about Blockbuster. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this day in history, Chris. Let's go ahead and move on to today's question of the day. So if you're still with us after that very long Blockbuster <laughs> segment, we're going to ask you a question, and we encourage you to play along in the car. Pause and see what everybody says. Oh, wait. You're either in the car, at Kroger, or at home. (laughs) Those are the only three places you can be. All right, here we go. If you had to be a cartoon character, who would you be? All right. I thought about this. Okay, what do you got? Um, I thought about it, and then I immediately forgot. Because the only thing I can think of is like Calvin and Hobbes, and they're not technically, they're not cartoon characters. Oh, you're making us define what cartoon character is. Oh, I guess you're... I mean, I wouldn't consider a comic a cartoon character, but I guess it could Where do you be. think cartoons came from? Comics. God. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Bugs know. Bunny. Bugs Bunny. All I've right. seen Bugs Bunny do just about everything. No, I take it back. Daffy, Bu- da- Daffy Duck. I'd be Daffy Duck. Okay. He's hilarious. He'd be Daffy Duck. Yep. I'm going to go with Daffy Duck from old school cartoons. I am going to say Johnny Quest. Ooh, Johnny Quest, Johnny Quest. The, what was his little dog's name? The the middle the middle Johnny Quest. I think there's a in the 90s they had a reboot, redo with like virtual reality oh, or virtual yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And I loved the intro to the show because it was computerized graphics oh, and it looked like we were flying into a canyon of oh. digitalness. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um <laughs> But then Johnny and the crew would go on these quests, as the name says. Yes. And usually ended up in a virtual world fighting the bad guy who was some kind of virtual bad guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a story about Johnny Quest. Car- carry on. What is your... <laughs> We're all waiting. Well, when I was a kid, uh, Cartoon Network had just uh, been created, and I had the TV on for some reason, and the Johnny Quest old 60s Hanna-Barbera, like okay. old yeah. school animation started, and there was a, a mummy that came out of a pyramid, Okay, and it scared me. Oh, and no. that was my memory of Johnny Quest. I never watched it after that. <laughs> 
It is true. Some things can scare people. Yep. Oh. I was once scared of a zebra trying to break into my house. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> with, a, with a raccoon on his back. <laughs> All right. Great talk today, Chris. Let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> well, good news, Chris. Um, Wes successfully sailed across the Atlantic Ocean, docked in Italy. He did not make it down the canals, and so uh, he rented a smaller jet ski. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, we can hear from him right now. Take it away, Wes. <laughs> Hey there, guys. Oh, hey, Beckham. How good are you at PowerPoint? I excel. Was that a Microsoft Office pun? Word. <laughs> good one. I don't get it. <laughs> he makes a good point, wouldn't you say? Maybe a good PowerPoint? <laughs> oh, dear. You you went all the way. Oh, good job, Wes. All right, well, that'll lead us to today's word of wisdom. Today's word of wisdom is going to come to us from Proverbs 24, 16. Uh, we're going to wrap 15 into this one as well from yesterday to complete the whole thought. So uh, Chris is going to hit the NLT. I'll do the Amplified. Listen along and tell us what you think. All right. Do not wait in ambush at the home of the godly and don't raid the house where the godly live. The godly may trip seven times. They will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Mm. That is a lot. Interesting. Yes. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not destroy his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in time of disaster and collapse. Hmm. So basically Solomon's saying, I get knocked down. But I get up again. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. That's <laughs> Shumbawamba, inspired by Proverbs twenty four sixteen. Nope. <laughs> this not, is not verified. The theme of this episode is fake news and malarkey. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for today, Chris. Let's cue up the music and wrap things up. Our mission here is to encourage interaction, creativity, and conversation. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to help the show, you can do so by sharing it with your friends, sharing it on social media, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But most importantly, keep on coming back. We love having you here. We thank you for listening, and we hope you make it another great day. I have coding, uh, and I got to make a, a, a new meal of food for family. <laughs> Sounds good. I got to balance the old checkbook tonight. We're, we're going out this weekend to the big city doing ballroom dancing lessons. It should be, it should be a gas. <laughs> <laughs> the end.